Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is WEEI Late Night with KJ Carson on WEEI. Any truth to the rumor that this is all a result of uh, John Henry getting booed at the Winter Classic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a feeling that, you know, at the, if he showed up to the Raphael Devers press conference and walked in the press, I went to the parking lot, you'd probably get some of the same reaction regardless. So there's, there's, uh, there's, once Bogart's left, there's a lot of fence, fences to mend. Um, and and this, this season coming up, you know, it's still going to be an uphill battle in terms of getting the fan base on board. Yeah. They can. Uh, 2013, they did. But remember, 2013, it took a, a while to do it. But this was certainly a huge, huge step. The second hour of Late Night, WEEI with KJ. Thank you so much for being here. 617-779, text line 37937, where you can sneak me some of those snacks. Best chips. Look, how embarrassing is that? Before I get into what you start. How embarrassing is that? I've been that eating... judge was a total jerk, by the way. Well, like, no, he, he was not enough. offering any help for you. Look, when someone's running for speaker of the best snack chips in the house, you have to be very serious about this because when you're talking about spreads and, and, and layouts for, for people coming over, getting ready for big games, you need to know what chips are going to be out there and eaten up because the last thing you want to do is have like this empty bowl, like this bowl that's still filled with chips, but it's been exposed. Like, you can't go back and eat those, right? Because people's hands have been in and out of them. So you want these things to be gone. So uh, there will be a second vote. Uh, hopefully I can get this done before 11 votes. But I, I've i got three so far. I've got I've got to get five out of seven guesses, and I've gotten three right in the last round. Well, I believe in you. Just tell that judge like it is. He looks well, like a total jerk. Well, you know, it's not so much a judge. It's, it's really just someone who's overseeing the, the quorum of the, of, of the, of the chamber. You know, that's, they're not a judge. They're not sending anyone to jail, but. Yeah, anyone who thinks that the guy at the Winter Classic who spotted John Henry said, hey, sign Devers, and then he said, you know what, honey? That guy finally inspired me to finally get something to do. Let me call Heim now. While it sounds all romantic and everything, but the truth of the matter is, we're in this environment where people now want credit. Like, you know that guy is probably telling people, but dude, what are the chances though, kid? Like, what are the chances? Because, look, he wasn't signed the day before. I say something to him, the next day he's signed. I'm like, okay. And Carlos Baerga was with him while you said this too, right? Because he's the one that broke the story. But look, the signing and the keeping of Raphael Devers is a way of saying that we're not going to be like moving the team, if you will, right? Like we're not going to be taking the heart out of the patient. It doesn't mean that this team is going to be considerably better. It still has some big holes and grave challenges in front of it. 
And keep in mind, Rafael Devers was still on the team before he got the extension. So, you know, there are some people who are making this whole, you know, oh, they're getting excited over a bunch of nothing. But it's like, but it's something because if he doesn't stay and the way it happened with Xander Bogarts and nothing came back in return, then that becomes devastating because now it's really rebuilding from scratch and not knowing how a player can produce playing in a Red Sox uniform because playing here is different. I think a good way to phrase it is it's nothing for the immediate future, but in the long-term future, it's a big something. It, it's really it's really your boyfriend telling you that, you know, hey, improving that, that other girl that he's been hanging with all the time, that really they weren't intimately involved. Like, whew, okay. They are they are really just friends because I was I was ready to go down to the shooting range and practice. Not saying I don't not, I'm not saying but it's, just say a woman scorn. That's all I'm saying, and that's the fan base because the fan base was feeling really scorned. You keep in mind the fan base was okay, maybe in a 40, 45, 55 split of saying, okay, if Xander goes and it's too much money, and you're getting something in return that's going to lead to something bigger, and I don't mean like a Jeter Downs deal. We're talking about like pitching. Then people would have been okay with that. But I think the scars and the scabs of the relationship that's going on so far just got ripped off when nothing came back in return. And so the fear was, okay, if you let Devers go, then no one's going to believe the Mookie narrative. The Xander thing happened. And then if Rafi was the next piece that happened, then you're like, well, what's the point of having talent grown? Why, why would we even have a conversation about the farm system when the whole idea is just pretty much cut it and sell off the corn? 617-779-7937, text line 37937. John Tomas of NBC Sports Boston um, has a different thought of what should have happened to Devers. Yeah, so I don't know that I can argue like an, in a baseball sense that this is a wise investment. You know, I've said it, you've asked me a million times, would you pay Devers? And I always said, no, I would trade him. I have concerns about the body type, about him breaking down, about where he profiles defensively. Is he ultimately, you're going to be paying $30 million a year for a DH. All of that said, this deal had to happen because of the position the Red Sox have put themselves in with their fans and with their own clubhouse, frankly. Uh, you could not, as you started this segment off, you could not lose your third homegrown guy in four off seasons. You just could not afford to do that. And you don't know who's coming next. You know, I wrote about this the other day. The Red Sox have always, there's been the through line of superstars. It was Nomar and Pedro. It was Ortiz and Manny. It was Mookie Betts and Xander Bogarts. Well, now suddenly you have Rafael Devers and nothing else. You could not, as an ownership group, you could not try to sell this team without Rafael Devers. So I think from that perspective, this had to happen. And that's because of decisions that they had made to put themselves here. Yeah, but the Red Sox protected themselves. There's a, there's not a no trade clause in there. And while I won't be completely ignorant to some of the concerns, you know, I, getting into the body type, you're like, you know, they, they've got top-not physician, physical therapists, stuff like that. And, you know, I forgot what they call weight trainers. They've got top-notch things. If they if they ever concern, I'm sure there's language in there about that. If the whole idea is just kind of like, okay, now they've got their contract, it's just all it's just all cholesterol diet. Uh, you know, that's that I I think that's just an unconscious biased assumption that I just spent a long time just doing a <laughs> training on. 
that's an unconscious bias that you don't want to put out there saying that, okay, well, he's going to start getting big because he's got a big contract. That's There is a recess in the head with that. Yeah, it's always a go-to narrative that everyone likes to go to whenever big contracts get signed. <laughs> Well, so there, you know, there's a there's a group that just don't like the years. But I say, don't think about the years, but think about what the money will be when you get to those years, right? So, in five years, a thirty million dollar a year contract is going to be a very favorable contract. You're going to see people. You're going to like, wow, for thirty million, you can have them. Yeah, like Giancarlo Stanton, the huge contract that he signed. His last year deal in that the last year pays him twenty nine five, so that puts it in perspective, right? Because when he's signing, like, oh my God, how are you going to pay that guy? Got him standing in the batter's box correctly. Ah, da, 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 da. And of his deal, twenty nine and a half million. So you look at some of these guys and you say, okay, I'm not, I don't have a problem with the years because if there's a no trade that's not in there, then you have options five years, right? You might. Your deal for Rafi may only really cost you five one fifty, six one eighty. Right? So and, and and you might be at that situation where, okay, at how many years? Rafi's been here since he's about what, twenty one? So he's been five, and if he does say eight more, he'd put thirteen years in. And that still leaves you three years off of the deal. So you say, okay, thirteen years with the club, he's still relatively young. The Red Sox may have the ultimate thing that they're trying to do going on, and he could become a very profitable chip if you're looking to leverage for a high price pitcher or that might you know get you over the hump you know for a World Series run and it might and you might have you might be going for maybe a second championship in about seven eight years, considering where the team is right now. But if you look at some of the people who are available in 2024. This is where you have some of the bigger names, and then you were like, okay, are these some of the players that Heim Bloom may be looking to make a play at? Max Scherzer, do you rent him for hire? He'll, he'll be 41. I don't know if you do a rent for hire. It's probably going to be 50 a year. Then there's the Trevor Bauer situation in Los Angeles, which is very weird. Do you, you know, I, this is a town where if you've got headlines that are not good about what you were doing, in your personal life, you tend not to succeed in a town like this. So I don't know if Trevor Bauer works, but he's 34. Manny Machado, do you potentially look at him and move him to short? Do you put him at short maybe and make a move to you move Trevor's story? You know, Shohei Atani, of course, you heard me talk about. I think, you know, obviously, is the big prize. Yeah, that's the big fish. Right. Marcus Stroman. So you've got arms. Javier Baez. So... There are players out there, Joey Votto in his last years, maybe as a rented DH at a, at a reduced price. I don't know. He's going to be 41 by that time. Yeah, but at the same time, if you can get him for seven, eight million as an extra as a, as an extra bat, as your DH, right? Because he's not going to be in the market at 41 and getting 20 plus million, right? He's coming off of one of those big contracts. And his last year is paying him 20 million. Right. So you might have to start looking at maybe taking like a Justin Turner type deal, seven eight million, but to be the DH in Fenway, you could play a little first. I could give you a couple of other names like Jock Peterson, Cody Bellinger. Yeah, but with Josh Jock Bell, I'm just naming with, a few. With Jock, with Jock Peterson, 
then you would say, okay, if you get Jock Peterson, then you're then you're not making any room for Shohei Otani, right? Like if you're going to make a play for Shohei Otani, you have to leave space open that this is going to be a pitcher and an outfielder, right? So you don't want to go get another outfielder, give them some decent money, and not have the room to go get what you really want, right? Like that's the great thing about Shohei Otani. Hey, once you get off that mound, what are you doing tomorrow? I'm playing left. <laughs> I'll be in right. So that's why I would stay away from outfielders next year because that'd be that's money that you could put towards for the push for Shohei Atati. 617-779-7937, text line 37937, KJ, late night, Uh Here's Brad for more of him when he was on Mego and Arcan. Uh, talking about what the Red Sox may be looking to do next. Well, they keep saying there's going to be a trade, right? right. I mean, they, the problem is, though, is that they don't want to trade any of their good players. And so I don't know if you know that, but science suggests that if you don't trade good players, you don't get back good players. I don't think, you know, other than, you know, some of the guys like Tanner Houck might have some value. Some of these guys maybe have a little bit of value. Verdugo might have some value. But the trades aren't – if you want to get the impactful guy, that's, I think that's a big ask. All we know is this. This is two – there's sort of three levels of this offseason for them. They absolutely failed the first one, which is they had all this money to spend mm. and they didn't get you know, any of the top 25 free agents. Okay, that's coming on. They got some decent players in Yoshida and J- Kenley Jansen and Justin Turner and these guys. That's fine. Okay, that's great. But that's not what we're talking about. You need foundation guys when you lose foundation guys. The other part is Devers. All right, you passed that one. Now the only one that we have to wait on and see is how are you going to actually do what you said you're going to do is trade and maybe take on some salaries. Instead of getting the five guys for the one guy, actually get the one guy to give up the five guys. Yeah, well, hopefully Bobby Dahlbeck's one of those five. People could rattle off some of those five names that could go. I could find you your five really quick if something good comes back. But I think twenty four is really the is going to be really the marker, right? A couple of names I mentioned that I thought the Red Sox should go after this year were Syndergaard and Sean Manea. They both signed one year deals, so you might say, "Hey, if these guys do okay, even money, maybe you go after one of those guys." And now you can, let's say you can get an Otani for everything in the world. You may get a Syndergaard or a Manea, you know, who to add to your rotation. Bayo would have another year under his belt. Chris Sale's money is off the books. So, you know, I, I think that's, the signing of Raphael Devers prevents people from holding their noses all season talking about, I don't think this team's going to do anything, while wondering if Raphael Devers is going to leave. That would have just been too much angst, too much anger. And then I, I think the last thing that the Red Sox would want is to be the team that Major League Baseball is asking, what the hell are they doing? And and what is Heim Bloom doing? Because think about it. If Heim Bloom can build a successor, 24, they make a run in 25. If I'm Heim, I'll be like, peace in 26. <laughs> Look, I'm getting out of here. This place is too hot. So, yes, the Red Sox are no better as a team for 2023, really, than they were the day before the signing of Raphael Devers. Do you think they maybe told Devers, like, hey, we're not going to be good this year, but wait until next year? Oh, he could have seen that last year. (laughs) There's nobody really new walking in the door. 
I think the matter was, we want you to be the center, the centerpiece of what we do moving forward. That you are the connection to the championship years or championship that still remains here because that's the other part. Like if he goes, then what's left of the of the most recent championship? Not that long ago. So you get him for thirty three. Probably could have gotten forty per on the market. You don't have a no trade in there, so that's a win for the organization as well. So they don't feel like they have to be tied to a player who at some point may want to go, or there may be just such a high demand for him, you know, like he could pull like a Carlos Beltran. Like Beltran was starting to fade towards it, get super hot in the playoffs, and next thing you know, the guy has like another revised five years of a career making great money at an age, at an older age. And plus, as with the DH in both leagues, you'll probably start to see over overpaying just to get guys to hit the ball, to not even play the field. And if you're going to get on like, oh, well, his, you know, his eating habits and size and everything, that doesn't matter if you're just a DH and you're just out there smacking balls and going back in and sitting down and looking at film and going out and smacking balls. And if they're giving you $30 million, $30, 30 a year for that, Everybody wins on that. 617-779-7937, text line 37937. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The Celtics sweep the season series for the Dallas Mavericks. They extend their lead as the best team in the NBA going to 27-12. But more importantly... Chicken soup for the Celtic fans' soul after Tuesday night in OKC. The very definition of a bounce-back performance by the Celtics as they have their defensive shoes on from minute number one, and they blow out Dallas by 29. Late night, W-E-E-I, it's KJ. Thank you so much for being here. 617-779-7937. Celtics win tonight. 124 95. We'll get to the Celtics here in a moment. Jason Tatum's triple-double. And still to come, I have a second shot at votes. This will be my second round of votes to try and be Speaker of the House of the Best Chips in-house. Snack chips, that is. Chris, thanks so much for holding in the car. Uh, talking Red Sox just a couple moments ago. So you you think you've, you know why things seem to be different with the Red Sox now? Chris, what are your thoughts? Well, no, it, I guess, KJ, thanks for taking the call, brother, and, and I love listening to your show. Thank you. Here's, here's the question, and, and I'm kind of uneducated in this, and I'm going to kind of, like I said, defer to you and, and interested to hear what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Is it 
the way in which some of these teams have set up their farm systems. So in other words, the Yankees are known for uh, third basemen, pitchers, and right fielders. And the Red Sox are known for, you know, uh, pitchers, left fielders, and uh, uh, DHs. I I don't know. And, and, you know, in terms of them being able to garner enough trade capital between – you know, the players that they bring into their farm system along with what you were saying before, you know, is that, how does that actually work? And, you know, is a pitcher more valuable than a right-handed, you know, left fielder or something like that? And and then I'll take the answer off there. And thanks again for taking the call, brother, and have a great night. All right, you too, Chris. Thanks so much. Yeah, obviously, I think pitcher is the most important thing you want to get because if you can control that cost as that pitcher gets to the big leagues – you're not worrying about paying like the rental price of $43 million for a 40-year-old Max Scherzer, right? You, don't, you definitely don't want to be that team and part of the Red Sox, and they found out what I thought was the right decision at the time, but it ended up being the wrong decision overall is, you know, how much was paid to Chris Sale. Now, even you say, well, $25 million is not a lot, but when you think about what it's eaten up and what it's prevented over time, so clearly you'd want to have pitching internally first. And some players, they can be changed positions. You can take a shortstop, turn them into a second baseman, third baseman, into a first baseman. Um, never for, You never see a first baseman turn to a third baseman. But, you know, so there are some interchangeable parts. And that's part of, I think, what's been going on inside of Major League Baseball. The other thing, and I, I think back, is just how much things have changed in terms of where. Now, this hasn't been the situation with the Red Sox. They'd always been in, <clears throat> in Pawtucket until a couple of years ago in Worcester. But teams started moving their affiliations around. So suddenly the Tidewater Tides are not tied to the Mets. Or the Columbus Clippers aren't necessarily a Yankees organization anymore. Um, the Charlotte Knights used to be the White Sox. All that stuff has changed. But what used to happen is you could follow the growth of a player. And Joe, you may not know this, and I rarely share this story, being here in Boston. But I was in college the same time that Derek Jeter was coming up playing single-A ball. And we befriended each other because we're a couple of 19-year-old kids starting our career. I'm working in television. He's making errors at short. You know, like when I went back and looked at that roster, like I I was like, that's right. Jose Posada was on that team, but he, his, his speaking, his English speaking wasn't very good at all. So, but Jeter was the big story because he was the high draft pick and everything. And so seeing those guys come through that same place where 15, 20 years, 30 years before, Don Mattingly's coming through. So sometimes these affiliations they have with locations kind of plays into it, right? Like if, if a young kid goes to a town and this town has always been, say, um, and I can't use the Red Sox as an example because the Red Sox have been solid in where they've kept their minor league operations. But if you know that, okay, you go to Greensboro and you're going to be part of the Yankee organization and they're going to know who to team you up with in terms of if you want to do additional schooling and stuff like that, things that can make things comfortable for you. But if a contract runs out and suddenly you're now suddenly a Cincinnati Reds location, well, they don't necessarily have those same relationships. You have different personnel there. you know. So I was able to see like Gene Stick Michael come and watch Jeter's game, sitting right there next to him. Like as a 19-year-old, I was like, wow, this is kind of crazy. So that's what's kind of changed about the farm system is, for business reasons, some of them have moved them to other places and also with expansion, right? Again, 
even when you get to spring training, you know, you get the, you know, cactus league and stuff like that. So some teams are going to Arizona, but majority of them are in Florida and stuff like that. So, you know, um, and, and plus time, you know, teams invest more money now in some of these draft picks and they need them to get up quicker. And if it doesn't work out like a Jeter downs would have probably been given another two years, but you look, the deal is exposed. Mookie's deal is well signed and you have not well grooved yourself in this situation gone. So, you know, with the Red Sox, I, I get where you want to develop the league, you re, you the, the the farm system. You really want to make sure that Cassis does hit, that can kind of take away some of the blow of Dawback not translating. And I'm not saying that Dawback won't translate ultimately, but a lot of it is you know you probably one of the best things that the Red Sox do is because their AAA affiliate is right down the street from Boston, so you're already used to the noise that goes on around the team. So that helps a lot, right? Just the same way I say in these little small towns where, you know, you know that the Yankees going to make sure that you have good housing and if you want to get some schooling. Here, you're going to be able to know that if you get called up to the big league, you're you're in a car, you, you can hear all the talk that's going on about the team. You're riding right in earshot. That's very rare for a lot of other major league teams. All right, Celtics win tonight. They 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 make up for last night's ugly 124-95 over the Mavericks. And yeah, so look, I'm gonna so here I'm gonna celebrate Jason Tatum saying, dude dropped a triple double, 29 points, 10 assists, 14 rebounds. Man, that sounds so dope. But it almost feels like it's because it's against Luca. You feel like you got a show in this MVP race and everything. And I'm still thinking, like, but yo, you allowed 150 points against Oklahoma last night. The more impressive part for me tonight is that the Mavs were held to 95 points and the team was one of the hottest in the league. But like even yeah, they people, come in winning uh, seven straight up until right, and, tonight. And this is what I was getting ready to say is, you know, someone who has a little gambling nose, if you will, will tell you that eight tends to be the magic number when things end, right? Like if you roll seven straight, eight is probably the one that's not going to hit, right? So that's kind of a little insight. Like when you're looking at you know, the Nets, they, they were an anomaly. Like, okay. I was going to say, how do you explain them getting to 12 in a row? <laughs> right. That's an anomaly because you're like, because like when I was on BetQL, when I think they had just won their eighth in a row, I said nine probably does not hit. And what happened? Nine, 10, 11, and 12 all hit. So there's an anomaly. But, I mean, if you just look at how it I mean, really, the, the story is the Celtics holding the Mavs to under 95 points. And, look, 20 points in the first quarter, 26 in the second, 19 in the third, 30th in the, 30 in the fourth. So outside the fourth quarter, it was just impressive defense and, and bad shooting from Dallas. I mean, gosh, they shot 20. 21% from three. 7-32. Yeah, Luka was 0-6 for 6 from three, 7-23 for 23 from the field. 9 of 11. 9 of his 23 points came from the free throw line. And this is a guy coming off a 60, a 55, a 50. and This is called winning eight in a row doesn't win you a championship. He only played 31 minutes. All right, so I think it's just one of those situations where, yes, the Celtics had to win, but the Mavericks weren't concerned about losing. I, I don't. I'm not saying that they purposely were out to lose. Don't get me wrong. It's like when you've run, when you've won eight eight in a row, you've got to lose at some point. And the Celtics, they needed a win badly because they looked very bad the other night. And this is this kind of goes to where, like you mentioned in the trending, that Tatum and Brown are both in fourth place in their respective positions when it comes to the All Star game. Yeah, Tatum's got an uphill climb. He's behind Durant, uh, Giannis, and Embiid. 
See, so what do you think is probably going to happen over the next couple of games? I got to prove that I I, I got to prove I got I got to prove. And and this is not really the time where literally the compaction that's not a word, but it just is. The compact nature of the of the Eastern Conference is sick. Celtics up by a game and a half over Milwaukee. Brooklyn is kind of they're they're still right there at a game and a half. Cleveland two back, Sixers three back, Knicks are six back. So let's take the Knicks out of that equation. But you're talking about five teams all within three games. And you can't be losing games like that in Oklahoma City just to be like, I gotta I gotta show my MVP needle. I'm the MVP. And now with this, like I said, with this news coming out with them being like fourth in their respective positions. So you, it, it feels like there's going to be a force. And you know what's funny, too, is most of their losses, I'd say about half of their losses, have come to underperforming teams like Oklahoma City. I'm just looking at the schedule real quick. I Indiana. Know Chicago, yeah, Indiana, Orlando, Chicago, Miami, Chicago a couple Chicago, of times. Chicago, right. So it, it, Orlando, you mentioned Orlando. But the Orlando one, nah, that, that pokes into another narrative that people want to get into. And look. Next year, Jason Tatum is going to be at his kid's birthday again. He's going to miss the game. I'm just going to let you know right now. But this is a little bit of my concern with this news coming out that they're fourth. I did, I wouldn't have expected Jason Tatum to be fourth in his position. And the way these NBA players have always operated like this, I'm fourth best at what? No. Now we should get, we should preface that like fan voting is like fifty percent, so Tatum could still be a starter. On, like, media and players' vote. Yeah, but we also know that the world loves Durant probably more than Boston loves Tatum, right? And and, and if you told me if I had to start a team right now and that team built out for 10 years, I, I've got to take Tatum. I will say there is a wide gap between Jason Tatum and Jimmy Butler, who's fifth. Tatum, I'm looking at it right now. Tatum yeah. has $2.1 million and the next guy, Butler, has 477000 that makes sense right there, right? But I'm sure there's probably a feeling of, hey, Tatum is the reason why Kevin Durant was not All-NBA last year. And so you would have to say, well, what do, I, what do I need to do? My team's got the best record in the league, right? We've got the least amount of losses in the league. We were, the NBA, we were in the NBA Finals last year. Like, how how does it not translate? And I don't know if there's a financial incentive or what have you. But how does that not translate into being at least one, two at my position for the All-Star? Like, it should be, and I think the feeling would be like, him and Giannis should be one, two. And that should be going back and forth. That's, and really, I agree with that, too. And really, Tatum should be ahead of Giannis because Tatum's in a bigger market. I just think that, <laughs> I think that Tatum doesn't really get the commercial pub that he deserves. But the fan base doesn't care about it. They care about 18. They they care about that 18th going up there. That's all that matters. I should also mention for Jalen Brown, he's behind Kyrie Irving, Donovan mm-hmm. Mitchell, and James Harden. See, even being behind James Harden, you're like, well, wait a minute. James Harden wasn't here for like a third of the season. So, And that's the other part. Now, at the end of the day, players get picked. But remember, both Tatum and Brown went to the All-Star game together a couple years ago. They should be. They're on the best team in the league. I mean, that doesn't make any sense, but I hope that doesn't creep into the psyche of we got we now have to be in the top ten highlights VSPN. I've got to go, we've got to go off for 40 one night. You go off for 40 another. No, just get the W. 
Think about how dead in the water the Brooklyn Nets were at one time. I think at one time they were like five and eight, and they're now twenty five and thirteen. <laughs> think, think, think about how lucky the Celtics might really be if the Brooklyn Nets did give Ma Adoka that job. <sighs> that Brooklyn Nets team with better defense. Oh God, painstaking. So my hope. Yeah, congratulations on a triple-double tonight. Those those are rare feats to do. Should be celebrated. You beat Luka. Dallas was out to, but they were out to lunch tonight. You look, they were, their, their numbers were horrible. I mean, they, they're out-rebounded by 10. And the Celtics don't really have rebounders. Outside of, you know, Tatum. Tatum is the team leader. And then Robert Williams played 21, millions, 21 minutes. He had seven rebounds. So that's that's his job. But psh, 14 rebounds, 14 from Tatum? Uh, yeah, they were out of it. The, I'm talking about Dallas. I mean, the Celtics had 29 assists. Dallas had 15. Now, that's kind of part of Luka not passing the ball, but he's he's a lot. he has a lot of Carmelo in him. Luka does. Give me the ball. You, you want the ball? Like, I'm surprised the Spencer Dinwiddie got off 15 shots. Like, I guess that's what happens when Luca only plays 31 minutes. Spencer's like, now it's my turn to take all the shots. But look, the Celtics got the W against a Eastern Conference competitor and uh, contender who had an off night. But please don't let this turn into like the headlines have me only as fourth in all star voting. I've got to do something. Win more games. Yeah, there's still time. It's only the first update. Yeah. Things, things might change in a week. Maybe maybe put some of those voting slips on the back of those uh, potato chips. Oh, speaking of potato chips, uh, I, coming next here on WEEI. I, I, can I at least look at some of the texts that have come in? Joe, texts have come in to try and help me get this speaker of the house for the best snack chips in the house. I won't tell the judge. You can read them. <sighs> All right. We'll do that next. And if I don't get that vote, I guess we're going to have to take a vote on adjourning <laughs> until tomorrow. So hang out. W-E-E-I Late Night with KJ wraps up next. Thanks for hanging out. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. KJ Late Night, WEEI. Thanks so much for hanging out for the last hour and 45 minutes or for the last hour, 45 or 5.5 minutes. Missed any of it? Odyssey app is free. Type in WEEI 93.7. Click the little heart right when you come back to the app. It'll bring you right to the station.
appreciate calls, texts, so forth. A lot of fun. Yeah, some people are like, wow, at that time of night, like, you know what? I'm like that comedian. Like, if you have one audience member, I'm still going to give you my best show. Because, Joe, when we go national, they'll say, what? A, a sports talk show went national out of Boston? How did that happen? It's because someone was willing to entertain one in the lonely darkness. I mean, you're entertaining me at the very least. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, I just took something about, like, how we handle co-workers at work. Maybe you want to reword that again. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Joe. Look, um, NHL, I love you. I've loved you since I was a kid. But I think if there's something that has to be let go is this kind of Major League Baseball, every every participation trophy kid gets a, a spot from their team on the All-Star game so that way everyone's represented. Let's be honest. Does Arizona really need to have anybody on the damn All-Star team? Really? Uh, at this point, do the Canadians? No. But I get it. You want to make sure because, you know, Canada might say, well, they're... You know, Montreal say, well, I, I, my French is bad. No, je ne, je ne vu Okay, that's not view. Are you thinking je ne sais quoi? No, not je ne sais quoi. I'm thinking of what the, the word watch is. I can probably, the word watch or to observe. Observe. Je ne observe du au star du hockey. Yeah, that's close enough. Because... You know, like, there are teams that just don't deserve to have all-star players on. Like, you can't tell me, like, if your team with, like, 30 points, you have an all-star. No. If you're going beast mode like the the Bruins are right now, Linus, 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 all that, you put that, you know, cheat, you know, like, no, I'm, 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 I'm Linus. No, I'm Linus. Take up four spots. No, it should be Linus, McAvoy, Pasta. You're not going to throw DeBrusque in there? I know I know he's hurt, and he probably is not going to make it in time, but you wouldn't at least consider him? Right. I, I mean, if you can't take four, right? Like, if there's three you're going to put in there, clearly you put Linus in there. That's number Honestly, one. Honestly, if, if it were me, I'd take the first two lines and both goalies. That, there you go, right? Like, just Bruins versus Bruins. For, like, when you play those old, old all-star soccer games. The best team in the league versus the all-star teams of everybody else who didn't win the title. No, but I mean, like, granted, there's still room to put him on there, but there's no reason that Pasta's not on there. Charlie McAvoy is a story in itself. Like, what has this guy done pretty much since he's been here for 10 minutes? You know, it, you know they're in love with the, the, Chuck, the, the Kachuk boys. They're there. And I guess that's the story. They have a couple of brothers and their father played in the league. It's like, yeah, the guys played. I mean, okay. Yeah, one's in Florida. The other one's in Ottawa. Look. The NHL. By the way, another all-star nominee, Brad Marchand, just put in a goal. So it's now 2-1 to one Bruins. Yeah, there you go. Like, even on the first pasta goal, it's like, uh, who is it? Marchand, it was Bergeron, Ma- uh, is it McAvoy to Bergeron to pasta. It was McAvon, Marchand, pasta. McAvon, McAvoy, Marchand, pasta. There you go, right? Two out of the three on that goal are not, yeah, yeah get rid of this whole pick one. Who's the one you pick the most? And then go from there. I don't get it. All right. For those who are joining last hour, <clears throat> I try to do my civic duty to not only to this country, but to the to the tailgating and snack preparation for upcoming playoffs. 
in my bid to become Speaker of the Best Snack Chips in the House. Vote number two. Wait, I have to go get the observer. Give me one second. Yeah, look, I've snuck and looked at some of these texts, so hopefully, look, I'm a politician. What am I supposed to do but not get some insider help, right? So maybe one of these will help me become winner of speaker. Call to order. Call to order the nomination of the speaker of the best snack chips in the house. As we descend upon the final week of the NFL regular season and we'll proceed to the NFL playoffs next week. Whereas the nomination for Speaker of the Best Snack Chips in the House has descended upon the late night program of WEEI-FM and its entire sports network across New England and those who have attained access via the Odyssey app across these United States of America. Yes, 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 yes. Order, <laughs> order. KJ needs to name five of the top seven snack chips in order to be named Speaker of the Best Snack Chips in the House. If KJ does not get at least five chips correct out of seven, another vote will take place later on in the week. KJ Carson, please begin. All right. So after the quorum, I was able to talk to some of my other people. So we're going to go with what we know already. Doritos is one of them. Cheez-Its is another. Lay's Sour Cream and Onion. So now... I just need two more. Um, let me try one of the listeners' ones. Sorry. Sometimes you just have to be transparent when what you're was running that? for it. <clears throat> I said, um, Flaming Hot Cheetos. Ah, uh, see, that's what happens when you try. <clears throat> I knew it all along. All right. So, for, so, I, so I've made four guesses. So I have three guesses to get one right, right? Three guesses, you must need one. On that flaming hot theory, I'm going to go with, and these things absolutely brutal, but I'm thinking of the youth. Takis? Oh! I'm thinking... Cause I don't. I, I. I mean, I've got family sitting out there ready to see me getting sworn in. I wore my best Wu Tang Clan shirt, and I've got my Dunks Boston hat on that I got from the president of Dunks. There's a really cool one. It's like one of those, you know those concept concept ones, Joe. I'm not out of order, am I? Who is this Joe fellow you are <laughs> speaking of? <laughs> what What did you do to my producer? And why are they delivering pizza? Okay. Um. I'm going to go with plain lace. Oh, no. Oh, I got to come back tomorrow and do this crap. You have one more guess, sir. All right. Doritos, yes. Flaming Hot Cheetos, yes. Cheese it, yes. Lay's Sour Cream and Onion, yes. That's four. I need one more. I can't say that I have in front of me what people, <clears throat> what constituents have sent to me in great emails. <sighs> Tostitos. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. 
KJ has only named four of the seven snacks and has fallen short in this round of nomination for speaker of the best snack chips in the house. Next vote, next day. <laughs> Come on, man. Look, look, this, this snack chip. Order, order. I must go get producer Joe to finish the show. You must sulk in your misery. I've literally... Keep them coming. 37937. Text line. Hey, you help me with Hey, KJ, did you get them right? Hey. <laughs> you, can, you know what? Damn you, Joe. Because you could be helping me get this speaker of the house of best snack chips in the house. And now I got to come back for a round three tomorrow? I mean, I won't be here for it, but whoever is, I'm sure they'll help you. I was just, I had to do some uploads. Maybe I just go to Maura Healy's house and just go take a picture. Maybe that'll help me with my constituency. I don't know. Maybe I call up Charlie Baker, hang out in Indy. All right, tomorrow night, make money, money. We'll get to that, plus the odds for some of the games for this Sunday. Um, We look at the playoff picture as well. Big, big weekend. Everything on the line for the Patriots. We cover it tomorrow, 10 p.m. here on WEEI. Thank you, Joe. And I, you know, I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate what they're doing in, 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 in with the government. They, I can't even get my chips out. Good God. But I got to try again tomorrow because that's all I've ever wanted to do is be speaker of the best snack chips in the house. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.